Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. So Fern, um, I know that you've got your grandchildren, um, Ava and Eden, and Eden's where at a soccer tournament right now. Um, volleyball. Volleyball. Oops. Sorry. Volleyball tournament right now, and they couldn't be here. Um, but how many grandmothers are in the house? Yeah. Get loud. You're a grandma. It takes a lot of energy to be a grandmother. <laughs> and so Fern, tell us... Um, that one thing that you hope to give your grandchildren through your relationship with them? You know, there's, I have a lot of hope. (laughs) But there's many things that I could talk about with them. But to kind of bring it down, the the first and foremost um, thing is that I want them to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and um, that's the most important thing. And I want to instill in them that when they have issues and problems or trying to make decisions or uh, making proper choices and so forth, I encourage them to go to Jesus because he will always answer you. Mm -hmm. So that's very important and that's what I hope for them, number one. Um, My granddaughters and I are very close and have been since birth and Ava is the oldest. I have two grandchildren and they're both girls, and Ava's 19 and Eden is 16. So they're at that stage of their life where they're like, okay, who am I, what do I do? So I really wanna keep them um, talking about Jesus and what he does in our lives and so forth. And we do talk a lot about that. I'm very close with my grandchildren, and I praise God for that because who knows, You know, there might be a lot of grandkids who don't wanna be around their grandmothers, you know? So um, kind of the last thing I want to touch base on, um, I have written letters to my granddaughters, and I did this several years ago when they were younger, and um, the thing that I want to tell them, first of all, is tell them about myself. Who is your grandmother? Because, you know, after my mom passed and my grandmother, now at this stage of my life, I'm always thinking, well, gee, what, who were they? You know, I just knew them as grandma and mom. And, and I always think to my mother, you know, she was raised in South Dakota, a little farm girl, and she came to California. And I always, I never asked her, mom, did you have any boyfriends before you met dad? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, um, but these are the things. So I'm writing the letters to my grandchildren. And now that they're young ladies, um, I will be writing another letter at their mature level that they are at now. And I will continue to do this. And they don't know anything about this, so don't tell them when you see them. (laughs) Um, I just thought it would be a wonderful legacy when I'm gone to leave for them because we are so close and we love each other so much. And I've actually written a letter to my son and my daughter-in-law, and of course my daughter and my son-in-law. And you know, some of it I praise them for being who they are. You know, you want to let your children know really how you feel. And your son-in-law and your daughter-in-law because they're such good spouses to my children, you know, and they're raising wonderful children. So any of you that are grandparents or even parents, your children are little, just write them a letter. You know, just start it now and it'll be a wonderful legacy when you're gone. Thank you. Amen.
I just love that, Fern. I just love, I, I can't, I'm not a grandmother yet. Can't wait to be a grandmother, but that was really inspiring. I definitely have some notes jotted in my head. I think that was just beautiful. Thank you, Thank you for sharing that. So, hey, Danielle. Um, so you grew up in church, right? You got mom here and we know how powerful mom is, but Amen. tell us about that. Tell, about, tell us about how that was for you. Um... I feel like um, when you grow up in church, you kind of, you know the word is introduced to you, but you don't always choose to live it out in your life. Um, but for me, I didn't always, you know, accept the Lord as my savior. I had all of the tools, you know, introduced to me. I could have to at a young age and I could have lived my whole life, you know, the way it was intended. Or, I mean, who am I to say it? I didn't live it out the way it was intended because I'm here today. But, um... I feel like sometimes we get distracted and we don't we don't stay focused on what God has called us to do. We can hear the word and we can we can read the word but we cannot understand it. And I felt like that's where I was growing up. I would be hearing it and my parents would be living it but I wouldn't understand it for myself and it would hinder me from, you know, being able to live it. And I can say that coming to Thrive helped me to make that transition. You know, being in groups and being surrounded by people that were my age and going through the same, you know, um, identity that like the trying to find yourself, like the same thing that I was going through. Um, it helped me to be able to con confide in them. Not that you can't confide in your parents, but sometimes when you're a parent or when you're a child, um, you don't see eye to eye all the time. Um, it's always coming from a place of love, but sometimes you just don't understand the way that they need you to understand. So um, that's why I'm thankful for God because he um, understands all of us. He understands all of um, our love languages, as they say. He knows how what situations to put us in to help us to realize that we, we need him and we can't, we can't do this without him. And that's what a lot of my, my growing up years was. It was looking for something I couldn't find because I, I was outside of his will. Um, I feel like when you're, you're, you know, you're in the world, you're looking for love, you're looking to be for peace and to be cared for. But when you put your, when you confide in other men or like man, as we are, it, you can be disappointed very easily. And I feel like when you put it where it's supposed to be in God, he'll never disappoint you. He'll always be there for you. Um, he'll never forsake us. And so I just wanted to uh, encourage you guys or whatever situation you're in to just push through it. And God put us there for a reason so that we can help others because we're here for each other to help encourage each other and to, to build a kingdom. Amen. What a great reminder, Danielle. Like just, you know, to follow the Lord and to just seek his will and for him just to be glorified. So amen. What a powerful testimony. So actually, um, Bella, um, kind of to piggyback off of Danielle, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is leading, you know, this um, conversation and you, um, there's so much pressure, right? Let, let's, let's face it. I think in all ages, there's so much pressure to perform, um, to please, you know, um, as a young lady in high school, a daughter and in today's society, um, how have you experienced these pressures yourself? Um, so... For me, just naturally how I am, I'm a person who likes to succeed. I like to always do good. I like to just 
make everything like happy. Like I'm like, oh, no sadness, like go away. <laughs> and I'm just, I've always just wanted to do good for my parents, my family, you know, because who doesn't want to be like, know that someone is proud of them, you know? And for me growing up, having that mindset, I got caught, in, caught up in that, that I started to seek approval from friends or people or my parents even. And not that it's bad that you want to like please your parents, like obviously you want to do good and stuff, but to a certain extent because for me during a certain time in my life, everything kind of just like wasn't going the way it was supposed to go and I was trying really hard and so I started looking for like validation from other people and like my family and stuff. And so for me, now where I am looking back on that, it was all about me finding my identity as a daughter in Christ because Amen. that's so important. Mm -hmm. Amen. And yes. I feel like a lot of people here could probably relate and you know, you wanna like be, you wanna please your family, you wanna help your parents or your kids or whatever the case may be. And sometimes like you can get disappointed and stuff and it's, it hurts when like you don't succeed and do what you wanna do. But when you know who you are as a daughter in Christ, it's so key and important in your relationship with other people and with him. And you'll never, you'll never live up to the expectations of like anyone. And that's why Jesus died on the cross for us because the price, the price was already paid and he loves us. And all he asks is for a relationship with us. Sorry, she's making me laugh. But yeah, so I just encourage anyone here today to just really know who you are as a daughter in Christ first, because that's what comes always first. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so Pastor Shauna, wow. So um, what an honor. You just um, became pastor and what an honor just to serve with you. And um, we just want to kind of know about that journey. You know, if there are anyone here that's seeking to, you know, become a pastor. I mean, we're all pastors, right? Because we're all, we're all uh, ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his redeeming power. But Shauna, share, share that journey with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Natalie. That is a great question. But before I get started, I just want to say these two young ladies are impressing me, yes. encouraging Amen. me, preaching yes. to my heart. And I'm just so blessed. You guys are wonderful. Um, yeah, so God bless. Yeah, that journey actually began uh, back when I was a little girl. Um, I grew up um, hearing my parents tell me the story of how on two occasions, um, complete strangers who didn't know our family, um, when I was just a child, they gave prophetic words over me. Um, and those words was basically that God was gonna use my life in a special way. So I grew up hearing that story. And so at the forefront of my mind, just as a little girl, I knew God had a purpose for my life and I was intent on finding out what that purpose was and walking it out. Um, and one of my favorite scriptures, um, one of my lifelong scriptures is Ephesians 2.10. We are God's masterpiece, recreated in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. Basically, God had created and intended good works, purposed over our life before we even took our first breath. Well, in my life, that has uh, looked very different 
in the different seasons of my life. Um, there was times I served as a home group leader on an altar worker um, ministry. So just different seasons of my life that looked very different, God's purpose. But about eight years ago, uh, we were going through a transitional season. My husband and I moved out here from the Bay Area. And so we left the church that we had been uh, extremely involved in and we were still uh, searching for a home church. Um, and all, I was also, um, I was commuting to work in the Bay. And so I was working in the evenings and I, it was the first time in my life I hadn't actively been serving in ministry because we were in between churches. And I remember being at work late one night and I remember thinking, I, I was just grieved in my heart. Uh, and I, I thought, Lord, I'm just wasting this life you've given me. I'm not doing anything of real eternal value. Even though I knew I was a light on my job, I wasn't actively serving the Lord. And so as I drove home that night, I prayed a very sincere prayer to the Lord. And I said, God, please help me to fulfill those good works that you purposed over my life. And then I closed that, word, that prayer with this, these words, and Lord, do whatever it takes. Now, when you pray a dangerous prayer like that, <laughs> and if it's according to God's will for your life, he will take you up on it. Yes. So um, about two or three weeks later, I inquired an injury that literally put me in a wheelchair for five months a walker for a few months, crutches for eight months. It would be about a year and a half before I was able to walk without pain. Um, and I remember laying on the floor and thinking to myself, God, how did I end up here? I had always been very physically active and healthy. And I thought, how did I end up like this? Well, then I remembered that prayer. Now, I wanna be very clear, God did not cause that injury, but he did allow it because he intended to use that as a tool to prepare me for my next assignment. Yeah. And so I, as I lay there in pain and unable to really do anything, God had my undivided attention. And I began to seek his face. And you know what? As I began to spend time with the Lord, he began to break things off of me. He began to break weights off of my life. Things that I could not carry into my next season. Things like insecurity, things like fear. And as he was breaking these things off of me, he was also imparting to me things like compassion, and the ability to sincerely identify with other people's pain and suffering. Well, about a year and a half, I started to walk, but I was, it would be months before I would be strong enough to go back to work and be on my feet all day. So I began to ask the Lord, um, Lord, maybe I should take some classes. You know, I need to do something to be productive in this season. Well, about that time, within one week, I had two conversations with two different people that were just, that had gotten their credentialed, um, their credentials with the Assemblies of God as ministers by taking classes online. And so that Saturday, I had a conversation with Lori Baca 
And she told me, hey, we are offering those classes at Thrive Church. It was clearly a door that God had opened for me. So um, my husband and I uh, signed up for the classes. It was about a two and a half year program. And I'm so grateful. We learned so much. But what I would like to say is I'm so appreciative of Pastor Eric and the entire um, pastoral staff because they had a vision to raise up other ministers and they had a willingness to invest um, in other people to equip them so that they could fulfill their calling. You know, the Bible's very clear that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And I'm so grateful for their willingness to invest in me and my husband to equip us. So praise God, thank you. Amen, amen. Thank you. So Shauna, you said something um, about just transition. Um, and I feel like we're all here in a transition phase or transition period of our lives. Um, and these women are testimonies. And I'm sure each of you have your own um, testimonies about transition. But I want to ask Teresa, um, she actually is currently in transition, um, having been a part of a church like Shauna and leaving that home and um, where you served and you helped build and you were leading there. Tell us what you might be feeling right now um, about this change and tell us what you're hoping for this next season here at Thrive. Um, yeah, ch change is scary and I am a perfectionist. Hi, my name's Teresa and I <laughs> have a lifelong disability of perfectionism. Um, so I, um, yeah, I served under... Um, being in my family's church my, my whole life. I've been a part of other churches. I've ministered in other churches, but um, the Lord really took everything off the table in the last nine months, and um, it, it took my feet up under me. Um, I'm a professional. I uh, serve in lots of different functions, and then, you know, the Lord opened the door for me to get my Ph.D., and so my perfectionistic lifestyle uh, sent me on a spin because everything was out of my control. Um, and so understanding that I'm not in control and that I'm not uh, the creator or, or the finisher of, of my world, um, I've been blessed to really encounter um, women like Natalie who were willing enough to just sit with me and look me in the face and be like, okay, it's time for you to be still. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's, and that's hard for anybody who like, I'm a single mother have been since I was 16. And so to be still means that I'm not, I, I have to listen to what's in here and in here. And so the transition of letting God use me in this season, like he wants to, um, and that's why I was like all choked up with these two young ones over here. I was like, where was the when I was that day? Um, but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, transition is scary, um, but I'm, I'm super grateful because I really feel in my spirit at this time that um, God is going to surround me around other women um, that are going to speak to me in this time of being still. I'm not literally being still, but it's not the way I want to move. So, <laughs> but um, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see what God's going to do and actually use me for um, what he's created me for because I'm, I'm not in control in this season. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. I am a little bit of a control freak too. 
I mean, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, everything has to be in order, but that is just beautiful, Teresa. Thank you for sharing that. So, wow, PhD, you're going for your doctorate as well, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just great. You're a single mom. But for any single moms out there that are wondering, you know, should I do this? Should I go for that? Absolutely. You know, pray about it. And if it's the Lord's will, he's going to open those doors and all in, right? That's what we're talking about, all in. So I'd love to um, actually jump over to Nicole. Um, Miss Nicole Bell, this lady right here. Um, so you are also in transition, my friend. Yes, you guys are all my friends. But um, that just, <laughs> so I'm extra special and sweet right now. No favorites, you guys. But uh, Nicole and Danielle will be leaving to Louisiana, right? Yes. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. She actually was supposed to be gone already. I'm going to cry. But she said, no, no, I'm going to no. stay. I'm going to stay and I'm going to do the women's conference. And I said, and you're going to be on my panel. <laughs> so, and I'm going to miss her. She's just been a beautiful soul. And, um, but anyways, okay. So Nicole, <laughs> so you and Amon um, have been someone of like empty nesters. I want to go there first and I want to talk about the transition. Um, but tell us how that first felt when you knew that kids were moving out and <laughs> going on their journeys. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Danielle. <laughs> so I picked it back up because Natalie with her tears. But anybody who knows me <laughs> knows that emptiness life is my jam. I'm telling you. <laughs> I hope you didn't come here thinking that I was going to tell you how sad. No, let me just tell you. <laughs> We are, the, my husband and I are the type of parents that are super involved in our kids' life. And my kids were in sports, several sports. So any sports mom out there? Yeah. Okay. Woo -hoo, woo -hoo. Every weekend, traveling, Reno, everywhere, all this time. Yeah. I, we invested. We paid our dues. <laughs> okay. I paid into that. You know, making sure they're in school and homework, all this stuff. So when my kids was leaving... <laughs> I was a little bit sad, you know, because normally you're supposed to be sad. Okay, a little sad. <laughs> but baby, let me tell you, I told my husband, I said, babe, we're going to do a photo shoot. <laughs> we have a, I am not lying, we have a, we have a song. We have a theme song. I said, our theme song, y'all heard just the two of us? <laughs> we can make it if we try. Just the two of us, you and I. <laughs> I am not lying. I'm trying to make empty nest life a thing. A thing. So I love empty nests. I'll tell you one little story. For our first empty nest trip, we went to the Grand Canyon. We went to the Grand Canyon. We were all excited. I'm telling you, we were like teenagers. We're like, we're like, we got married and we off on our own. We got no kids. We went up there to the Grand Canyon and we stayed like in this beautiful cabin. It was beautiful. There's wildlife everywhere. Beautiful cabin. There's no TV. There is no internet. I opened the door. I said, the kids would hate this. Oh, they would hate this. We like loved it. And then the last thing I'll tell you, when we came back down, we stayed at, in Las Vegas at the Paris Hotel. I called my mom. I said, mom, I'm in a hotel. There is no free breakfast. So if you have not, when, if you're going to be an empty nester, 
Trust me when I tell you. It's sad when they leave and all that kind of stuff. They stay in your life. Don't, they don't go far. They don't go far. But uh, living an empty nest life, y'all, I wish I would have had kids earlier. <laughs> so I could have done this way early. <laughs> I'm not playing. So, so okay, Nicole. So you talk. So, so how is Amon feeling? Like, what was he? Like, what was he saying? You guys have been married for how long? Uh, twenty six years. Twenty six years. Wow, that is powerful. So, was he just as excited as you? What do? You, sounds like you guys know how to keep that spark together. I mean, we do. We do. Um, we, you know, we like to do stuff together and we like to hang out. But I think that um, I kind of was. I kind of was his hype man because um, he likes to travel and we like to go and do stuff. But I think nobody was more excited about it than, than me. So, I, you know, when you become an empty nester, it's kind of like the go ahead and be selfish type of thing. When you've given as a mom and as a wife, you give your whole self. I didn't slack up on my kids. I gave my all, my all, right? Like most moms do. But when you get to the point where you can get up in the, you know, you can get up in the morning and you, it's all about you, you know, or all about us. You know, it's like, what do we want to do today? And he's like, oh, let's go do. And we used to, we used to uh, go around looking at garage sales just, or, or houses. We just go and just hang out and, you know, and plan trips and stuff. And so, you know, when you can just say at night, you know, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Let's eat out. Okay. Because I don't know if y'all did the math, but two people is way cheaper than four. <laughs> way cheaper. We could go out all the time. We loved it. So he, so he loved it. I'm going to go over back to Bella real quick. I want to piggyback off of Nicole. So, um, you know, we're talking about uh, the husband and um, wife relationship, but as a child, you know, you and Danielle, are, you know, she said that they were great examples of the Lord, but what do you think is the best way us ladies that are married can honor their husband's and then what are you looking for in your future partner? This is actually a really good question. And um, just so you guys know, she had these questions planned out and this one was not planned out. So she just hit me with this out of nowhere. Um, so I have my bonus mom here and then I have my mom. Um, both are amazing women in my life. Uh, I think for me, honestly, I'm just going to use an example. So growing up, it's like morning time. It's like 730 morning. And if any of you guys know, she sings all the time, like all the time. And so she'll be playing worship music and I would just hear her singing and praying. And I'm like, okay, like it's time to go. Like I need to ask her something or whatever. And she's like, just worshiping, praising God in the morning. And I didn't realize this until later on, but that really stuck with me. Like just seeing, like it wasn't anything she said to me that like made me see the type of woman she was, but it was like her actions. I seen like, like just seeing that and knowing like how she just went after it in the morning, like that she was just so like, she was so deep in prayer and worship and like, she just woke up so happy and doing that. And I admire that about her because like for me, now I do that. I'm like worshiping and singing in the morning too. So it's like things like that when like, it's really when 
you don't think your kids are looking, they really are. Like, we really are observing you guys. So I think that's just something really important. And then what was your other question? <laughs> so, so it was about just honor, honoring the, the, the husband and, like, the dad. You know, I am the bonus mom, and um, I'm loving your dad. This is your dad and my husband, Pastor Albert. And, you know, what's the most important thing? You know, um, yes, me being a woman of God and really seeking him because I do want to submit that was such a hard word, ladies. Submit to your husband. <laughs> so I she, uh, Teresa talked about control, and I'm a type A personality. I was a single mom like Teresa for a long time, um, but the Lord did bless me. So, yeah, I think I always thought about that. Like, what is my daughter? Um, because Bella is my daughter. What God puts and brings together, that's mine. So I'm so thankful for her. But, um, yes, so how have I loved daddy or what would you hope to see that I would continue to love daddy in that way? And, um, I guess honestly, so for me, and when I look at it, I just look at it spiritually and my parents, you know, my dad and him just recently becoming like a pastor and stuff. It's something he's always wanted to do a dream that God had implanted in him from a young age and I know something he really wanted to do and he wanted to spend more time here. And so I think seeing you support him in that and loving him and being able to pick up when he wasn't home. So like the family was still together and then you still made that time. Just to see you kind of balance that, I think was really like key in that because you're honoring him and you're honoring our family because you're still taking care of us and loving us. And for me, even though like when he's gone or things have gotten busier, it seems like you have really tried to stay in tune with us and trying to connect more, which I appreciate so much because like it's so important like to really like spend time with your kids and your family, make that time, whatever it may be. Quality time is so important. And so her just being there, like doing little things, like seeing her, how she... Um, when she, when my dad comes home, like she'll like greet him and stuff. And I just see them laughing and they just talk about their day. Like it's the little things in life, honestly, that are just so important, but it is just like loving one another, being there, supporting each other. And like, especially in what God has called you to do, because they're still individuals, but one together. So for her to support him in that, I think is very honorable. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So, hey, Danielle. Um, thank you, Bella. And I cried, and we will talk later because <laughs> I think we have just a few more minutes. But, Danielle, I'm going to go ahead and ask you this question since Bella didn't want to share. What are you looking for in your future spouse? I was like, oh, my gosh, don't ask me. Um, you had to have thought about it because, you know. We're... Right now is, like, not a good time. I'm, like, not thinking about that right now. <laughs> But um, if I would ha have to say right now in this moment, just honestly, someone who just follows God un unapologetically, who, um, yes. you know, if, if they see something, they don't necessarily, it's not in their heart to, you know, call someone out or whatever. But, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our day-to-day -day life and we don't, we're not like reading our Bible as much and we're not praying and we're not 
we, get, we, we are more in tune with things that are maybe in the world. Like, for example, for me, when I need to read my Bible at night sometimes, I'll be on TikTok for a little too long. <laughs> and I, I would like someone to, you know, be like, you know, have you read your Bible today? Or, you know, do you want to read together? Someone that can help me to um, have revelation in some things that maybe I can't see it from my point of view. They can open my mind to a different point of view or you know some or if I'm having like an issue with like a friend or a person they can be like well well maybe you should ask this or maybe they're going through something and you should you know not think about it in that way you know I would kind of you know appreciate that I think amen that's be- and that's kind of what I was looking for right ladies we want a man that's seeking after God um, if you're in that place where you're single and praying for your man um, so Fern Got a question. This is just a general question anyone can answer. Uh, we have just a few more minutes. and But I want to ask, um, what steals your joy? Oh, that's... <laughs> that's hard. Come on, Fern. <laughs> what steals my joy? What steals your joy? The devil. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I mean... He's always jumping up here, and I so many times throughout the day, the night, I mean, he never leaves me alone. And I pray, Lord, please help me get rid of this person, you know, and it's just like I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, but you know, he keeps coming back. So he wants to steal our joy or my joy, you know. Our joy, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and... Um, We just have to be strong in our faith and recognize it and don't let it get us down and just pray about it. Yeah. And that's mainly what I would say steals my joy. Yeah. Anyone else like to share what steals their joy? Sure. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of things that can steal our joy, but um, actually Natalie did give us a hint about this question. And as I was seeking the Lord about it, I realize an area of weakness for me that steals my joy is when I feel like I've been misunderstood or I feel like I have to live up to someone else's expectations in order to be truly accepted and loved. But as I begin to ask the Lord about this, I realize that that happens because I'm looking for people to give me only what God can give me. Yeah, you know, he's the only one who knows all our stuff. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly, and he loves us perfectly and completely and unconditionally, and it'll never change no matter what we do. Um, And so the antidote for that, I feel, is that I need to get in God's presence more, right? I need to let him lavish me with his love. I need to let him fill up my heart so that I can go out and be a blessing to others and love others even if they don't love me back, right? And there is a scripture that reminded me of that, and that is, this is my commandment, that you love one another so that your joy may be full. Amen, amen. So um, we're getting ready to close here in just a few minutes. We have about five more minutes, ladies. You guys good? And then we're gonna do another raffle. Yeah, I hope you guys are winners. (laughs) So um, Nicole, I'm gonna just start with you. Um, we talked about transition. We talked about you leaving, and I'm not going to cry this time. But I, we'd like to know what you're um, taking with you 
as you leave Thrive and what has Thrive meant to you and the people in it? Wow, what I'm taking with me. I think what I'm taking with me is, you know, I have made so many friends and there's so much love that has been showered on me and my family that I'm, I'm taking that with me. I'm taking the fact that I have so many people that have offered their support when I go down there that I can call them or text them or someone told me, um, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to text you. Please do. I, and I think just the, the support, because I, I don't have support where I'm going that I know of. And so just to know that I felt like so many people in Thrive, I feel like I'm not going by myself. I feel like I'm taking you all with me, you know? So that's what I feel like I've I, I taken, taken with me is just the, the support. I don't feel alone. I don't feel like I'm just going to go there and be by myself because it's so many people that have just offered me, just call me, I'll text, I'll text you. And I, hope, and I hope that, you know, you know how much that means to me. It means beyond words to me. What was your other question? <laughs> well, you, kind of, you, you answered it all. You answered it all. But um, so how did you meet all of these friends and these people? And obviously here at church, yes. But what do you feel was probably the impactor? Like the... Hands down, Thrive Groups. Amen. Um, when I first came to this church, I was telling my husband that, you know, I want to go and get involved and I want to have... Um, godly friends and because we were in a church and we moved out this way and so most of our people were in the Bay Area so we came out here we didn't really have anybody and I said I wanted, I wanted to go and have friends I like to do couples things and play couples games and do the, these things and so you know these are things let's go you know find, help, find a church and we can you know hopefully they'll, we can meet people and when we came to Thrive and we were sitting, I remember we were sitting like toward that area over there. And I remember they were talking about the groups. Pastor Eric was saying that we have like 40 groups, we have a group for everybody. I was like, oh my God, this is where they do. I said groups, I said 40 groups. And so I like join like, like two or three of them. I, I try to join as many as I possibly can. I think last session I had three maybe, three or four. Because, and then all of them, you get, you get this intimate time where you meet these wonderful people. I mean, people that, are, that do life with you, that can minister to you, that, that you can pour into others, that have been where you've been, or that has answers to things that maybe if you were by yourself, you wouldn't have got those answers. Or someone to cry with you, or someone to, to say, it's okay, or I'm there for you, call me, I'm gonna check on you. And all the group texts that we need every day, all the group texts. <laughs> all the group texts. All of that, that's funny, but all of that matters. All of that helps you to be successful in God. And so if you haven't joined the group or you're thinking about it, you owe it to your salvation to join a group because we were never, Christ sent people out how many? Two by two. He didn't send people out alone, right? So we need people. We need community. I needed it. Thrive was like a, like a jug of water to a thirsty person in the desert for me. That's my personal testimony. But the, group thing, the groups, hands down, is, is what helps us to stay grounded. Yes. Because we can all come Sunday, but on Tuesday, I might be going through some things, and who's around, right? Yes. On Wednesday, I might need someone to talk to, so. Yes, amen. So I, that's just wonderful. Actually, um, my husband and I, when we first got married and we were finding, looking for a church, 
we pray this prayer about um, having friends, friends that we're gonna do life together with us. And we not only, the groups is actually, we used to host groups in our um, home and that's how we met just so many beautiful, amazing people. Um, And we became godparents because of Thrive groups and these friendships that we have that are family. We do birthdays together. We do everything together, Zoom calls. Me and Jen, don't know where she's at, we both bought like these big old gallons of water that are like half my torso or like my torso side, but you just do things together. And I'm just so blessed and thankful. And I think this uh, last year, actually, when I really felt the love of Jesus, not that I didn't feel it all the time, but was when uh, both uh, Pastor Albert and I had COVID and um, the kids didn't, but we ended up being locked up in our bedroom and, um, and our Thrive group, the ladies, they all pulled together. And I can't tell you enough, you guys, the f- amount of food and medicine and just love and text messages and check-ins and that were being left at our front porch and um, allowed us to heal, to get better. You don't have to think about those things, but uh, we were just so blessed by that. And we just really encourage you guys, if anything, it's not just about joining a group. It's about where's my next friend? Where's that next person that's going to be my family member that's going to come alongside me and pray with me? And so we hope that you guys were blessed with this time, you guys. These testimonies, these ladies are some powerful women. And we hope that their testimonies encouraged you. Um, We thank you for allowing us to be up here and share these things. And is there any last thing that any one of you guys would like to share with these ladies before we go on to some more prizes? (laughs) All right. Well, you know, Pastor Shauna. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, Danielle. Just just before I go, because, you know, I I won't be back. I don't know when. But... um, I know we put a lot of emphasis on on Thrive groups, but that's what really it, it really clicked for me. Like that that's where the transition from just hearing the word and seeing people around me live the word to actually living it myself. I was in my first group, I think it was the women's group. I was also in the young adults group, but I think the women's group was first and that was just so powerful. We would do um devotionals where we would um we read a passage every day and there would be like a chat where we would where we would um we would all like put our input what we got from it there would be a prayer there'd be like an introduction um Natalie she would or or Rosie she would give like a story or a testimony and it would really like reside with you like in your heart and it really it really changes your perspective on life and on people so um I, I do hope that you guys really do um, join join a group. I know there's some new people in church who um, don't know people and who are who are shy to um, join a group. But I didn't know anyone when I came. I didn't have any saved friends at all. And now I can say I have a handful of saved friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I'm so thankful to thrive for that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Danielle. All right, Pastor Shauna, will you go ahead and just um, close out this this session for us? Sure. In prayer, thank sure. you. Lord, we just thank you for this very special time that we had together. Lord, we thank you for these beautiful women and their experiences with you, their 
God, their intimate relationship with you and the things you've taught them. And God, we just thank you for the testimonies today and the words of encouragement. And Lord, I just thank you for these beautiful women that you brought here today. And Lord, I pray that you've spoken a word directly to their heart to let them know that God, you see them, you know them, and you have beautiful plans for them. And God, that they would just be inspired and encouraged um, to get involved and um, to know that there is community here for them. Uh, there is a Thrive group for them. There is a place for them to, to flourish and to thrive in you, Jesus. And so, Lord, just bless um, the rest of our afternoon. Bless the food to our bodies. And God, go with each one of these beautiful women in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.